This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) I think it was easier too for us because it was my dad that left and not my mom, but there's some families out there whose moms have left and worked abroad, and I can imagine it's especially when the kids are so young, you know, you just want your mom. That's, 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 I'm sorry to offending every father out there, but you just want your mom, right? Hey, Ryan. Hey, Mika. What's the cheese myth? This is What's the Cheese Myth? podcast about Pilipinex identity in Edmonton. I'm Ryan Lakanalao, and the chismis I want to dig into today is, well, it kind of started with the heat wave this summer. My grass was dying because of the heat, and I needed to give it some extra watering. But I also needed to watch my eight-month-old Reese, and he was getting a bit fussy. So I strapped him to my chest and watered the lawn. It turns out, Reese loves gardening. He insisted on holding the hose and carrying the watering can, and now it's become part of our routine. I spend pretty much all day every day with Reese, and I can't imagine being away from him. This made me think of how many families in the Philippines have a parent working abroad to make ends meet. It's quite common for children to grow up with one of their parents living in another country. I wanted to talk to someone who grew up in this situation, and Mika, my fellow What's the Chismis producer, told me about her friend Francesca Doniego. So I gave her a call. I'm Francesca Doniego, and I just graduated from Bachelor of Chinese Care. I lived here in Edmonton for almost eight years now. I came here when I was around 14, turning 15. So my mom came to, went to Canada for job opportunity when I was 10 years old. And growing up without my mom, it was very hard. Just because when I was in grade three, my mom was still there. Uh... I was bullied by this one girl and I would always tell my mom, I'm very open to my mom when I was a young, when I was a kid, I'm very close to her and her being here was, was hard just because, um, yeah, she was my protector. I was, I felt very safe with her. And then that same thing happened again. The bullying happened again when I was in high school in the Philippines and she wasn't here and I grew very distant with her. Just because not being with her for so long, she, it didn't really matter to me how she felt, how she is here. The only thing that mattered to me was what was in the Philippines. So my friends and my family there. Right. Can you describe um, specifically like what, what, how did she support you when she was there and you were being bullied? Like, how did she, what did she do? Um, it was oh my gosh okay I'm gonna cry (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm so sorry, but the tears are gonna come. <laughs> um, it was. I didn't really tell her about the bullying that was happening when I was in high school when I was around 13, 14 that time. Because I didn't know what she would have done. Whenever I would tell her when I was in when I was in grade three, um, she would always be the one to tell off the the girls who were bullying me. Um, and she would be always be the one to talk to them and not me. So thinking about when I was in high school, I don't think she, I don't think there's going to be anything that she would have done. Um, and I didn't want to bother her too. I know how busy, how busy she was. And yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. So in grade three, uh, she actually, what did, what did that look like? So she went in person to to, to them or how did that oh work? yeah yeah so what happened was um I get my mom's really protective of me when I was younger so she would be the one to tell the girl to stop and and they would stop but then later on it would happen again I would tell her it's a cycle so she's the one to really protect me along those times and um but yeah in high school it's hard just because I just don't know what's happening with her here too. And that, and also like I grew very distant to her. It didn't, I didn't really think about how much I would have, uh, I wanted to tell my mom until today, how much it would have um, benefit me too, if she was there. And because the only girl figure, the only woman figure that I have in the house is my aunt. And my aunt is also busy. So it's hard for me because I I I could have, I definitely could have learned much if she was there. I just wish she was there when around those times. Yeah. In, yeah. in high school, did you have anyone to talk to or you just didn't get seek support from anyone? Um yeah, I guess I guess I had some support from my aunt, but I felt like it wasn't enough. And I felt like it it was I would I I just wished it was my mom that was there. You know, it's it's so hard because I got I got used to knowing that my mom was gonna come home that night and be there for us. And then later on it stopped. And then it doesn't happen again. So after like until until we came here, well, she she had a vacation there once, but that's it. Like one month vacation, and I thought that wasn't enough. Yeah, in the five years, she only went back once to visit you for a month. Yeah, yeah, five years, and it was. It was uh, it's an experience for sure because if my mom was there, maybe I would have known how to dress up <laughs> because I was I was with my brothers and my dad. They they didn't care how they dress up. And then when I was in high school, I was bullied for not knowing how to dress up. So it was it was a bit of a challenge not to have that woman figure growing up. Yeah. 
Do you do you remember what you what it was like or what you did when she visited for that one month? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I dressed up. <laughs> I dressed up well that <laughs> that month. I was. It was good. I felt really. It felt really good、um, hanging out with my mom because you would see like your friends having their mom, and you would see that their mom cook for them, and they. They're also,、uh, and whenever there's an award ceremony or graduation, I remember my mom missing my grade six graduation, and I just wish that she was there to see that. And and you know you get you get really jealous of the people around you who have their mom beside them, especially the girls, because how lucky how lucky are they to have someone. Or a mom with them growing up, even even though it's only five years, it was I was going through a lot of stuff that time, and my mom was not there, and I wish I really wished she was. Maybe some of the problems could have been fixed, but it was it was okay. It was good. I came here. I'm with her now. So. Yeah. So you said that、uh, you were close when when you were a young child, and then you said you used the word distant. That things got distant. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So when I was in the when we were in the Philippines, we would have Skype calls with my mom every single every single day if we're at home and she's she's like she's at home too. So. The, although there's a time difference, there's a time that could fit to、um, have us to call her and talk to her.、Um, there came a time when we, I would just avoid that call.、Um, like I would be happy if, oh my gosh, this is so bad, but I would be happy if the if the call did not is is not like didn't happen. Just because I have more time with my friends, or I have more time with my electronics,、uh, and then when I came here,、uh, like I never really felt close to her. Like there's not much of a, a good connection between us. Like when I came here, all that mattered to me was my friends back in the Philippines.、Um, Like my electronics and everything, like it's very distant. I don't think I was really, really close to her until I was nineteen years old, and that was four years of being with her here. So it really affected me the way that I didn't know. What what changed, or or was it kind of gradual? Like what what happened at nineteen that allowed you to start being close again? Oh,、uh, okay. So I started thinking about how my mom must have felt lonely here when she's here alone. Well, she was with her sister, but she was here alone. And I guess I knew how to empathize then. Like I just thought about those Skype calls that I avoided, and how much my mom probably missed us around those times. And th- those are th- 
probably the only time that she's going to talk to us and I avoided it. And then I guess it just felt so good being with her again. And I realized how lucky I am, especially being in um, the child in youth care uh, degree and knowing how a lot of kids don't even have their moms with them. And a lot of um, a lot of kids don't have a good relationship with their mom. So I had that chance. Why not grab it? Because I never really understood the loneliness and and the struggles working overseas until around those time until I was 18, 19. So now can you can you describe what it's like? Like, do you have a specific moment that you're like hanging out with your mom? Like, um, what what do you do together? Oh, oh yeah, we we do a lot of things together now. Um, sometimes we would just watch movies. She likes watching movies, so we would just watch movies. Uh, we would be on our phone, <laughs> sitting down together on our phone, watching TikTok, you know, those kind of stuff. And um, one of the things that I really like doing with my mom is going to walks with her, um, to the dog park with her, with her dog. Uh, driving with her, going groceries with her. You know, I just... Those good good times those are the good times she's probably she's she's my best friend and she's one of the people that i'm really 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 close with now which i'm happy which i'm happy about yeah with would you say that it was worth it like if you could go back and change the past would you choose for your mom to have stayed instead of left or now looking back would you are are you is this are you happy that this is what happened oh my gosh that's a good question um uh honestly it's okay like honestly like i wouldn't have changed the past because i wouldn't be here if my mom wasn't here uh and i like being here i like um the opportunities that um this country has given us um, that we could earn money and that we could use that money to um, pay for a tuition fee. Um, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything because if those struggles from the past, because I know my mom struggled too, and uh, and I struggled maybe emotionally, but I wouldn't have changed it. We have a good relationship now, and that I'm glad we were able to work work it out. Yeah. So that's Cheska's experience growing up with her mom working abroad. Though many Filipinos grow up with a parent working abroad, everyone's experience is unique. I asked my fellow What's the Chismis producers if they knew anyone else I could chat with. They introduced me to my next two guests. Erica Siscondo grew up without her mom from age 4 to 12. And DJ Lebuguin 
grew up without his dad from grade school to when he was 15. Here are some snippets from my conversations with them. My name is Erica Suspendo. I didn't really like live with my mom fully until I was like 12, 13. So I only like lived with her for half of my life because like I was 20, I'm 24 now. So yeah. Uh, my nickname is DJ. It stands for David John, and my last name is Lubugin. Probably in most days, I got used to the like the feeling, I guess, of it's just myself, my brother, and my mom. I would only see her like once a year, like usually during Christmas time when she would come home, and like most of the time when we like we would talk, like probably like once a month, like over the phone. And like, I remember I would get so annoyed because I'm like, no, I'm playing right now. Like, cause like I would be like playing outside with my friends. I don't even remember most of our conversation cause like it was so irrelevant, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. I miss my dad. We miss our dad. And every time I remember, I still remember those days uh, that whenever my, but every time my dad goes abroad, we don't drop him off to the airport. Only my mom does. But when he comes home, you know, as a Balik Bayan, we always go uh, pick him up from the airport. So happy, we're so excited. We're just, you know, glad to be together. When I graduated like sixth grade, because like in the Philippines, when you like finish sixth grade, like seventh grade is when you go on to high school. So I remember like that's like a big thing so then like I remember like I knew my mom my mom wasn't coming home like I knew she was like she wasn't coming home for a couple of months but my brother like she, he was saying like where's mom like he was like waiting for my mom to come because he thought that she would she would she had to be there because like it was like a big deal so he was like where's mom like where's mom and I'm like he, she's not coming until like a couple months from now so yeah uh, obviously my dad had I uh, had to miss some of our, I guess, milestones, like even the small ones, like, you know, moving up the next grade or my brother going up from preschool to grade school or even some birthdays. But um, I, we we know, I, and I know to myself that um, he was doing that for us, for, uh, for um, that um, to give us a better life. I asked them what it was like to live with their parent again after many years of living apart. Um, I kind of thought it was weird because like um, it was almost like I like I didn't see her as a parent. So like when she would like tell me to do things like my like I I would not do it because I was like, who are you to tell me things when like you're not like the like you've never disciplined me my whole life so like I almost like didn't want to do what she was telling me because like she like wasn't there so like I felt like oh you have no right to tell me what to do or what not to do even though I was like 13 years old and I'm like a child but like you know what I mean <laughs> in school like when I would start going out to like um like going out of the house and like hang out with friends like she was like oh when are you gonna be home by like Like, what time are you going to be home? Like, who are you going to be with? Like, like I would always be like, why are you asking me these questions? Like, but I would tell her anyways. But like, in my mind, I'd be like, why are you asking me these questions? Like, like, why do you care? Like, why does that matter to you? Oh, we love it. 
the four of us enjoy enjoy it. we just love it um we every once in a while whenever we talk about you know those years him going abroad and now and comparing our lives back then to now my mom always say like in Filipino I'm gonna say it in Filipino like nakita mo na anak mo lumaki like maganda yon it's like happy and we all agreed yeah because during those days um I guess that sums it up because those days my dad was not there like even not in the master like the celebrations like the everyday growing up I, he he missed that and I, I even though he don't tell he didn't he doesn't tell us that directly we know to ourselves that he he missed that and for the past almost nine years now he's um the four of us are together complete and even though he works out of town we we know that you know he he's still in canada he's still in the same country and yeah it's nothing but joy and Obviously, there's the like you know the typical little family dynamic. Every once in a while, arguments, you know, just you know some tantrums, all four of us having. But yeah, uh, we wouldn't you know trade it for any other. Yeah, uh, past nine years or so has been so good for us, and we we are nothing but grateful. Like me and my brother kind of learned like, okay, we have to make our own lunches and like we have to make our own food because like she was the only one working. She's like a single mom. So like she would be working and like she would be working from like eight to three. And that's when we would go to school. So for dinner, she would like make dinner for us. But like for like breakfast and lunch, like we were kind of in charge of like doing that ourselves. So like me and my brother would make our food like our lunch and our breakfast and like our breakfast would be like cookies and like apple juice because like we didn't know how to cook so then we ha- we would do that or like we would just microwave like leftovers from when like from what my mom made he taught me how to drive here he was the one he's my first teacher on how to drive so I guess that's the closest thing like a truck of emotion just hitting me I'm with my dad and doing this with him um but you know other teenagers go to like learning how to drive and it's usually with their dad so oh that's a fun experience um I remember driving our uh our SUV the first time I legit don't know anything about driving like apparently during those times I was surprised like when you put the like the gear shifter to reverse or drive it's gonna move by itself without without us stepping you know needing to step on the gas (laughs) there's this one time unfortunately that when I put the gear shifter on reverse trying to exit up you know a pet like from parallel parking and then I was with my dad in the car I accidentally hit on the gas too lightly but enough to like nudge the vehicle reverse uh, in a like a faster way, and the bumper hit the front of a, the of the neighbor's car. That caused some tiny, tiny, tiny. I, I cannot emphasize enough on the tiniest minor damage on our SUV, but not the neighbor's car. So that was the fun experience, I guess. Obviously, he was mad <laughs> to say to say the least. He was disappointed, but he didn't give up on me. Thank God. 
Uh, but <laughs> I really can't say it on, on microphone, but he, let's just say he was not happy about it during those days, during that time. <laughs> I asked Erica how those experiences may have affected views and future plans about family. Me and my friends talk about this a lot because we kind of like grew up like similarly where our parents are always like away working or like we never grew up with like our, one of our one of our parents were like not in the same like home or whatever. So like we're like kind of against like having children because like 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 the way that I grew up, I didn't like it or like I was responsible for myself at a young age and like no children should have to deal with that kind of stuff because like obviously they're children so like they don't know any different and I don't want to put like a child through that like financially and like emotionally so I don't think I would be like willing to like take that risk of like being responsible for someone else for like a human being and like having to provide for them and like things go wrong in life like you don't you never know like what's gonna happen not wrong but like you never know where it's like the direction it's gonna take so like I don't want to be like bringing a child into this world with like without like um kind of like a little bit of security I suppose and I don't know what that looks like yet so for now I really am not I like I'm leaning towards not having any children (laughs) So that was Erica and DJ talking about their experiences growing up with a parent working abroad. I actually know someone, very close to me, who also grew up in this situation. It's my wife, Mariel Diaz. She grew up without her dad from age 2 to 18. So I asked her for her thoughts about her dad working abroad. I'll end this episode with what she had to say. Especially now that um, we have a son, we have a baby, I think about that all the time, how hard it must have been for him, the sacrifice that it took for him to leave his family, his young family. So I was two, my older sister was four, um, to go work abroad because I can't after having a baby, I can't imagine ever leaving Reese, you know? I think about how hard it must have been for my dad to to leave, but that's that's what they that's what it took. That's that's what they needed to do to build a better life for us. Because I mean he could have worked in the Philippines, but he There's just better opportunities outside of the Philippines. And I'm actually glad that now with where we are, I'm glad that they made those sacrifices. Like I'm very appreciative of what they had done, both my parents, for us to enjoy the life that 
that we live now. What's the Chismis is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Ryan Lacanilao. Thanks to our guests, Francesca Doniego, Erica Siscundo, DJ Labuguin, and Mariel Diaz for speaking with us. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthecheesemies.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Chismies CGSR, Instagram at What's the Chismies, or email us at chismies at cgsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat! <laughs>